So you want to start a podcast? You should definitely choose Anchor. Anchor has the ability to distribute your podcast to different platforms. And all in all, the best thing, it is free. Free for you to get started and start your podcast journey today. Free for you to also get a chance to monetize your podcast and get others to listen to it and to go with Anchor so they can have the ability to start their podcast journey too. So what I want you to do, go with Anchor, guys. Hello all, and I hope that you are having a wonderful night. It is Friday, April 15th, 2022. And tonight's episode is glorifying and crucifying. And I hope that you all are on a good even keel tonight because there is a trigger warning for tonight's episode. So please be aware, mature, and in a pet space that you are able to join tonight's episode. And here we are. Let's talk about sex, Tantra with Tutu. Glorifying and crucifying. All right, and I hope that everyone is, you know, having a great night. As you know, Tantra with Tutu, the podcast, is my first disclaimer, is I do not own any rights to the music on this podcast. Second disclaimer, I am not a life coach. I am not a psychosexual therapist. I am not a sex therapist. I'm not a sexologist. I am not a psychiatrist. I am not a psychologist. I am simply a woman with a lot of life experiences and a lot of experiences brought to you today's episode by a lot of men and women that I know have came in contact with. And 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 to be honest, this episode kind of hits home for me. This is our ninth episode. And for all of you who do not know, and the number nine is all about humanitarianism, change, transformation. We have to be able to, you know, endings um, are with the nine. And what people need to know is that it is time to end this bullshit that we have, you know, been hiding for years. And I understand, as I told you, we are on this show. Let's talk about sex. Tantra with Tutu, we can talk about sex raw and uncentered. And to also not hit nerves, but to really heal ourselves from the things sexually. From whatever that we have been going through. Um, Right now, for people who do not know me. And who have just joined this joined this podcast, and then you must know I am a. I try to be entertaining. I try to be educating as as possible. Um, but tonight we're taking a a, um, a a serious turn. A serious turn is because we have to be serious and vigilant. Um, this for first and foremost, may I say that this episode is called glorifying and crucifying, and the reason that it is called that is because tonight's episode is about rape, molestation, and we are here to put an expose and to heal 
what we need to. And I'm sorry if tonight's episode is not entertaining for you, but this is a very serious thing. And it's very serious for me. It's very serious for others. And it has been something that has been coming up for the past few weeks that maybe that I ignored of not doing an episode because I really, you know, I, I, I want this to be a serious thing. I will be first saying that I have, you know, come into some, you know, some spiritual energy of just coming to find out. I've, for people who do not know me, I'm about to put myself on French Street. I have a sister who I never met. She was, from what we were told when I was a child, raped and killed when she was three years old. Um, it has been something that has been heavy on me as a, as a person because uh, it's my sister. But, you know, it is what it is. It's my sister. And even though I did not meet her and, you know, it would have been like 42 years ago to the date of this month. And it's just been a lot of energy with children and things are going on. And I don't know if the other people out there anywhere around the world, you know, that this podcast is reaching. I don't know if the same thing is happening energetically or spiritually for you all. But I I don't know if I just want to bring justice to just my sister, but to bring justice, you know, to her. And, you know, to other children and not just in this, in the area that I live in, that in these areas of low income neighborhoods and poverty that, and, you know, especially in the eighties and the seventies and things like that, where, where drugs were prominent in the eighties and in the seventies where the, the black man was getting taken out of the home. Um, we won't really get into that right now, but we want to talk about the, you know, the kids that were, you know, in, in these heinous crimes that live in these neighborhoods that, that were not talked about because in these neighborhoods, it's low income. They don't, you know, they don't think about it like that it's just another day in the hood for some um and and I'm not saying in the heinous crimes like oh you know normal oh they were shooting in the hood type of shit I'm talking about heinous shit when you when you find a three-year-old which is my sister in an underground water tank it's serious when you have kids hanging up from sliding boards it's serious and there's a very energy a very serious energy going on right now that we need to take very note very a lot of note of, you know what I'm saying? And, and I, I just want this to be clear that I'm not trying to be, you know, a guru or anything, but I, I, I do want to shed some light and lead with that. Um, so I will have a, a podcast coming about that. I'm sorry if I got a little passionate about it. Um, and, and, and it's a serious thing. And I led with that to talk about so many things that have, we, we are not, you know, we are, are not taking care of our children. And I'm not saying it as like you're not a good parent. I'm saying the the young girls, the young boys, I'm talking about the children that, that turn into teenagers, that turn into adolescents, that, I mean, I'm sorry, that turn into young adults, that turn into full-blown grown adults that do not know how to handle trauma. We're talking about the abusers who were traumatized and abused that are continue on abusing. This is not something that we should take lightly. This is not a fucking game to me. And it wasn't a fucking game, even just about my sister. It's never been a fucking game to me. Um, I really wanted to shed some light on rape culture and rape and molestation and just how many years that we have glorified the abusers in these cases. We have glorified and made it seem like that it's okay for men and some women because mostly we, you, we we talk about men and young girls but there are women and young men or sons or men and on men women on girls these things are happening these things are happening and they're not stopping and i am so sorry that i i got so into a rant that anybody who has been on this podcast forgive me 
Um, I am so sorry again. We have a peace moment on this podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We have a peace moment on this podcast. And on this podcast, this is where we take a moment to we smoke our blunt, drink our drinks, meaning like some wine. If you have spirits, please be mindful of the spirits. Um, yeah, and we're usually supposed to do that before we get into the heavy stuff. So I'm glad I caught myself. So let's just take a load off for a second because I threw a lot of stuff at you guys in this first like six, maybe seven minutes of this episode. Now, I'm so sorry. I just need this to be talked about. I hope that, you know, that this podcast continues to grow. And I know that this is a heavy one and there will actually be a podcast. that will be more, like I said, focused on the children in those neighborhoods. And I want to start in the area that I live personally, because this is very personal for me. And um, I've already done some investigating and doing some things to search. So I really, really hope that you all are vigilant and finding your own information and your own ancestry and finding out what's going on. So we can go ahead and get this trauma that in our generations gone. Um, I see this podcast is reaching a lot of different countries and I really, 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 really appreciate your support. I appreciate the ongoing support from other people. Even if I'm talking to four people, I thank you, you know, for every, all of your support. I am honestly would not be doing this every week if I didn't see the numbers, you know, steadily growing. And and I'm appreciative of that. And I want to take time to let you guys know to please go to Tantric to two that's t-a-n-t-r-i-c-t-u-t-u-2 i'm sorry t-a-n-t-r-i-c-t-u-2 um that is my instagram and you know please tell me what you think about the episode i'm building more content on um tiktok which is accessory two a-c-s-e-x-o-r-y-t-u so please be vigilant um I'm sorry if I actually I'm not sorry if there's people listening to this podcast and you know this is not for you then you should just turn it off now because this is about me not being for the abuser I am for the victims call me Olivia Benson okay um hit our blunt I'm sorry I'm just I'm so like passionate and I'm so upset at the same time because this is just, it's a, it's a lot going on for me personally. And I'm, I just, I know that it's a lot going on for others because I was led to do this episode. Is there a hole in my point? Like what kind of foolishness guys? No wonder the stuff wasn't pouring. As y'all know, I do my little puffs. But I did a couple more puffs this time because it's a lot of heavy information. Um, And I want it to be as serious as possible tonight. I know that we talked about, you know, sex in the most fun way. But as you guys know, in every episode I say it, where there are pros, there are cons. And uh, that's what we're doing tonight. Exposing me to motherfucking pedophiles. And if you are someone who does not agree on this podcast, then I am not your friend and we are, this is not for you. Um, I'm sorry to leave with something so heavy, but I want to really talk about where this podcast episode came from. Um, I was on Facebook and there was a post that said, it's something about, and I want to get this accurate, that, uh, the, how the people in the church always talk about young girls in the church being so fast, but never talking about the men that's looking at the, the young girls being fast. Um, We talk about the girls and what they wear and we talk about their clothes, but what in your mind 
as a child, 14 or younger, would make you think that it's going to entice a grown-ass man who should know in his mind, or woman, should know in their mind that it is a child. I don't know what interests people in children. I really don't give a fuck because it's, I'm not interested in children in that way. I'm interested in saving these children. We talk a lot about sending these. I've had cases, not cases, Lord, like I'm a damn detective, excuse me. I've had people who have brought me their life experiences that feel like a case <laughs> in this case. But, you know, we talking about, I had a friend and I was asked, I asked us, most of these people if I could share their, their stories because a lot of these people I haven't seen in a while or it was just in mixed of meeting them and things like that. But a friend who was raped by a, 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 a boyfriend or a guy she was dating and it was so, so rough that she tore and she was bleeding and she could barely walk. Um, the crazy thing about it is this guy and her had the same class and he was in class talking to her like it was nothing, like it was okay. She wanted to report it to a female officer, but the female officer who was also black let her know, like, to be honest, they're going to tear you down in the courtroom more than they're going to tear him down. The fact that a female officer told you that shows you that the country will look at the woman or the victim as the problem when the problem is that we in this country glorify abusers i don't give a fuck how many criminal mind episodes you put on i don't give a fuck how many law and order episodes you watch i don't give a fuck about how many cold cases episodes you watch all of that shit to be honest is glorifying the fucking abuser yes in your mind you think oh it's to bring awareness but why so heinous why do we need 24 fucking seasons of kids and shit happening for what do you know Mandy Pankin, the guy, I hope I said his last name right, I'm sorry, the guy that was in the original Law & Order, um, Gideon, he was, the reason he left Law & I'm sorry, Criminal Minds, was because that he didn't understand how much more fucked up and heinous can you get with this. How many more women have to be abused? How many more rapes? How many more killings? How many more times can you explain to us in depth how you're going to kill us and what we're gonna, you're going to do to us? I just want to know. You know, nobody's talking about this grown-ass man who's messing with these kids. If you're with a guy and you have to question if your kids need to be around him, shouldn't that be a thought? Um, and let's go back to not being rude. A two. Let's go back to women and men of the back in the day. We were, some of us were groomed. Some of us were not taught, especially in the black community. We were definitely taught to sweep it under the rug. Oh, you know, Uncle Charlie can't be around girls. Keep your daughter this way. Why the fuck does it, ha excuse my language. I've said a lot of this. Why in the world does it have to be that? Why can't we just go hang up Uncle Charlie's ass in the back of the, of the tree right there? Because why is he looking at young girls? And it's not. And I really want to be clear because I don't want men to think this is an attack on them because um, there are some men who have went through it, too. And there are some heinous, nasty women out here as well. And, you know, I'm all for the women, but I can give you some background. And some people might not like this if they went to school with me and they're listening to this podcast, but not for them particularly. But um, some of the teachers at our school were messing with the students. And, I can, and you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's like you hear about these things, but when you have a guidance counselor that, you know, you put your trust in, that you, you sitting here, you talking to them about your problems. This is somebody that you are supposed to put your, your trust in when you are dealing with things, but this is the same one beating off students in the back of the bus when we're going on trips. Let's make it make sense, people. I don't get it. Do you get it? 
We got teachers who's supposed to be teaching us other languages, but y'all in there calling students and having sex with the students and being inappropriate with them. These are things I heard. Now, I can't give you no concrete but I'm, 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 I've heard it more than once. And at the, at the time when the thing was occurring, more people were talking about it. Just because men, the thing about it is men praise other men who are getting with older women. Why? Because men think that that's okay. It's a frowned upon for young girls to do that though. You get what I'm saying? It's frowned upon. Not that I'm saying it's right. But why is it not frowned upon that these nasty ass women are coming at these young ass boys? There is no reason that that is okay. What is that damn fucking, um, excuse me. What is that movie where Adam Sandler, I want to say, I can't, I want to say that's my boy. I'm not sure. Please do not attack me. But Adam Sandler with a movie where he was like 14. I want to say Adam Sandler. Maybe it's not, but I want to say it is one of the kids. It's a movie where the kid is like mega young and he ends up getting his teacher pregnant. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's just a whole bunch of unnecessary. It's like, well, why is that cool? Why is it cool that this grown woman is sleeping with your 14-year-old or 12-year-old son? This is not cool. Let me explain something else to you all. Um, excuse me, I'm sorry. You know, let, let, let's, it's, just, it's just the heinous thing of why we praise the abuser, but we don't, we praise the abuser, but we don't sympathize with the victim. Why are we not sympathizing with this young boy at the young age? Is why he's probably fucking hypersexual because his dad thought it was cool to tell him, you know, and it's not their fault. It's just how we're trained and how most of us are conditioned to think that men, you know, it's okay for men to do certain things. It's not okay. It's not okay for any grown person to be talking to any small children, any children. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not talking about no little small age difference. And I'm not talking about when y'all get grown and meet each other. You get what I'm saying? I'm, 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 and to me, like, you know, 45 and a 21-year-old, that's a bit much for me. Are they grown? Yes, but that's a bit much for me. You talking about, my homegirl with me was talking today, and she said that, yeah, I know somebody who's, you know, messing with a 40-year-old man or something like that. Their youngest child is 18. The, do- the, the, the person they mess with is 21. So that means, what, what, what's, the, what's, what's, really, uh, what's really good? Like, I'm not talking about a 10, 12 year difference. Like, we're talking about 20 something years. I had a girl get an attitude with me because she gave me information willingly about how old her baby daddy was. And I said, how old are you? And she was like, I'm old enough to have a baby daddy that's uh, 20 something years old. That's how you know that you feel some type of fucking way about it because you know that nigga's too old for you. And that's okay. But it's how we're trained. It's how we're brought up. I mean, it's it's just, it's really ridiculous how we have never came for these teachers in the school, how we've never came, or just like, don't act like all of our, most of our lives, we hear about the Catholic priests and the little boys, and we just pass it by like it's a joke, and it's not, it's a kid's reality every day, all day, somewhere, right now, that's how real it is. Another thing that pisses me off, let's talk about being in college. How many rape experiences are in college? How many of these football players, basketball players, soccer players? Oh, he's such an Ivy League team. And this is in, don't get, this is in high schools too. These are Ivy League or they're going to the league. You can't ruin his career, but it was okay for him to willingly put his hands or rape a girl. It was okay for him to be inappropriate. And that's where we groom motherfucking men at like that to start and being like, oh, because I'm an athlete, because I have, you know, this, this type of power. 
that's where we think it's okay to to do with the fuck ever. That's where we get the Harvey Weinsteins. That's where we get your Laville Cosby's at. Because we have groomed these men. And this is women too. Don't think there's not no nasty ass women that do it too. Do you think these high level women in power don't get horny and think that you can't get control of them? Or they can't get control of you? Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Let's call it a Jada and August Alcino. Come on, bro. I'm just keeping it real with you. The situation, not just necessarily Jada and August Alcina, but the mind of a woman, the older women have the effect on younger men. Like it's serious. It goes down to, again, back to me saying spiritually raping yourself because these are situations of control and power. And how does that interrupt? And I know this is called Tantra with Tutu. And let me tell you why that interrupts your Tantra, because it breaks the, the whole thing, the whole Thing of being in love with yourself if you can't trust you know you have grown up around people who trusted you you're putting your trust in they broke this trust you don't know yourself you don't know what you want you don't know what's going on you only trust what you know and that and incorporates in how you live you know sororities fraternities let's really you know law and order gave you a whole, whole like five six seasons of colleges and and fraternity rapes because they think this is if you're in power it's okay to cover this up why is it okay we have thousands of girls women men abused on a daily i can tell you right now i've had a client come to me and tell me about a boyfriend that she had and she just felt like it was some weird shit going on weird shit he used to always be in the room with his son and his son ain't no little boy he's like 11 12 maybe 13 years old it was weird shit weird fucking shit and i'm not you know what i'm saying it's like he always had to be up under his son type of shit that's not cool that's not where we at if you see some weird shit say something I, you know, and it gets so, it gets so crazy how this culture is and why men and women can do this because I was watching an episode of Law and Order where I just think this is that, why this shit is glorified like a, just a glorified all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's glorified all the time because of the fact you want to know why they had a whole, like, you know, when get, when guys get together, I'm not saying that guys aren't guys and, and things don't happen because men and women are built different. But when you go to school and you and your friends are trying to figure out, like, you know, how many virgins you can take down. You know, I get it. I get it because I had a brother who told me, you know, him and his friend had a competition when they were in the military. How many girls they could have sex with, blah, blah, blah. Men are just different. Um, In this case, they were trying to you were write down the virgins that they would take down. And this has been going on for generations because why? There's this old painting of an old white man. They pulled the painting of the white man and there's a whole list with names and everybody who did this and knocked down this many virgins because this is a fucking game. My life as a woman is a game to you. And some women and children's lives are a game. This is a game for some people. Let me tell you another thing. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very sad, not just what happened to my sister, but what just happened to others because you have motherfuckers plotting on your life all the time, all the time. You got motherfuckers plotting on your life. And I'm going to tell you why, because let's talk about, um, a client and, and I was, I asked to, could I say, say this story? We were talking about my sister's story and how, you know, I was just, you know, trying to investigate and find more information and how I want to document this time. Um, she was telling me that, you know, her and a friend when they were younger in the state of Delaware, I believe, 
um, that they were outside playing and there was this guy that always, you know, was outside in the neighborhood, always giving candy, da, 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 da. And there, mind you, back in the day is not like now. So it's, it was a little more, you know, prominent uh, to do things like that. Everybody's a little more open. Everybody was a little more comfortable. Um, her and her friend were going into an apartment building and I guess the guy said that they had some candy or something for them, followed the guy into the basement. He locked them in the basement. Now, when he was getting ready to attack my client, um, my client ended up fighting him off, getting away. He grabbed the other girl and he had a stick in his hand. And what he did was he took the stick and he stuck it up the girl of the client of my friend. I mean, the, the, the her, my client's friend. And she started screaming. She said the only reason they got out there, she ran up there. She was trying to get the door open. The only reason they got out was because a neighbor came and heard him. The guy ran out the apartment building. It is so easy. That's how they think that we're careless. They look at everything we do and think we're careless. And, and, and maybe we are, to be honest. To be honest. As parents, maybe we are sometimes. Maybe we're too damn comfortable. But we also have to be in a state of where we can't be too damn afraid. Um, I'm sorry to be so heavy. <laughs> um, I want to talk about let's let's talk about another thing. Medea's family reunion. Y'all remember the um when Lynn Whitfield and was you know getting ready to get her other daughter so prepared, and the other daughter just had this hate for her, just hate for her. She just, you know, and it's because you know she used to let men sleep with her because that's what a lot of these fucking bitches do too. Excuse my language and excuse me for being so vulgar, but a lot of them do it. A lot of them. When you don't have enough drug money, here's my daughter. When you don't have the man that loves you, oh, um, here's my child. Got her all dressed up, sat her in the bathtub to let a nigga do whatever. Excuse my language to her. Let's go back to Orange is the New Black. Same thing. Aleda, uh, Daya's mom. It was a season, I think it was the last season, where they show her, you know, and her mom dressed up. And the guy was, the Aleda's mom was telling her when she was younger, younger Aleda, that, um, you know, she basically needs to go talk to this guy, date him, do whatever, so she could be with him. Because that's the trifling thing. Why would you even let somebody tell you, oh, in order for me to deal with you, you know, you got to let me get with your daughter. That shit sounds fucked up in general. Daughter or son. It sounds fucked up. That's how fucked up these people are. I will be saying that there's going to be a part two to this. And it's a part two because we want to get into the spiritual organizations and things that happen in these particular pieces. So people in power, not just people in power, but spiritual power. How does that work? And we'll be talking about that too. <sighs> I'm sorry. Um, I did have a homegirl who said that I could share this story about her daughter. Her daughter was molested by a family member when she was younger. Her daughter, yeah, her daughter was molested by a family member when she was younger. Um, the grandfather knew about it. The only reason that because the grandfather did not do anything about it is because the family member was a foster child and they would have lost the money for him if they did. That's where we're at, people. That's where we're at. Our kids are expendable to some people. That's where we're at. Expendable. You know, or I had a friend too. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you all stories. Like, you know, I'm, I'm giving you all stories. These are, you know, stories of a girl who I went to church with. Um, we talked because both of us were on our spiritual journey together. We talked about our trauma and things like that. And again, this is not, I should have said that first, this is not my immediate experience, but I brought this episode up to let you know how many people experiences that I have came in contact with, plus my sisters. She was saying, you know, 
she was raped and molested when she was younger. What she decided to do to speak her truth was she decided to make a Facebook post kind of saying something about, you know, her mom and this, that, and the third. Now, mind you, we all used to go to church together. So, you know, the church was like, how could she talk about her mother like that? My mom. And my grandma even called me and asked me. And I was like, so what are you mad about? Are you mad because she put it out there or are you mad because it happened? Because you're not, you're mad about the Facebook post, but you're not mad, mad about the fact that the, she didn't protect her from when she was a child and she's speaking about it because I'm confused. Because that's where we're at, people. You calling me about the post instead of calling me about what happened to her and saying, oh, I can't believe that such and such let that happen. You calling me about the Facebook post. Because black people don't want shit to be known. See, in the black community, I don't know about the white community, but we sweep that shit under the rug like it's a motherfucking lint or dust. So serious. No problems. Don't even look twice. If y'all should have seen a Mississippi Dam, and that's why I'm here to change that fucking narrative. Because, bitch, if, whoo, I'm sorry for all the cussing. Who I am. But this is an explicit content post. I mean, podcast. <laughs> um. Also, if y'all ever seen a movie called Mississippi Damned, um, in that movie, there was there were two cousins. They were younger. And it's I think Tessa Thompson plays in that movie. I think that's her name. Tessa Thompson, if I'm not mistaken. The girl from For Colored Girls and all of that. She plays the older version of the cousin, but in the, the younger version of herself in the movie gets raped by her other cousin, who's about a little bit older than her. Um, and you could tell that it was like an ongoing thing because, you know, when he came, left and came back and got married and stuff like that, he, she wouldn't even talk to him. She wouldn't even have any type of relationship or anything. And nobody knew about that. You know, she just knew. She didn't say anything. Nobody knew. I had an uncle. He used to say little smart shit to my friends growing up. And I told him spiritually, yeah, I'm going to tell, tell it. He never did anything to me. And I don't think he ever did anything to anyone else. But the perversion is there. Just because he was one of my favorite uncles. Yeah, we got along. We did great. But the perversion is there. It is what it is. And once we start talking about it, we can move forward in it. You know, and, and you know, it's, 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 it's sex, you know, and, and sex is so out there but the way that they put it is it wants you to be comfortable with the fucks with the fuck shit you know let's talk about riverdale archie was messing with his teacher they were having a whole picnic why why jason was getting drowned in the lake or whatever like it was okay but my thing is if it was okay you wouldn't have to hide it you get what i'm saying one thing about that my godmother told me that made a lot of sense she was like um if you can't tell your best friend something then you ain't know it's not right because most of the time you're going to tell your best friend everything so if you know that your best friend wouldn't agree or get in your ass about it you know it's not right and i always took it like that it don't have to be just your best friend but if you know that if you're one of the person that's used to telling or telling your story talking being open and transparent and you ain't telling that shit something's not can do something that's not right because if it was right you'll be open about it. you just like yeah girls whatever you know another movie that disturbs me when i was younger that a lot of people and they were talking about this in our group on facebook the other day and it is very sad it's a movie called bastard out of carolina and this is this movie came out when tv was raw like you know tv's raw back kind of raw where it was but i'm talking about on not premium channel raw <laughs> um Bastard of Carolina is really about this woman who, you know, was with this guy. He was in the army, blah, blah, blah. They got together. They had a kid. 
Um, and the, the father ends up dying, I think, in, in the war or something. Something occurs. So she ends up getting with another guy. Now, this other guy was cool at first, seemed like he wanted to be a family guy, but he ends up raping the oldest daughter and they end up having another daughter together. The rape scenes were so intense, meaning like for me as a kid, it's, it's, it's cringeworthy because it hurts you because it's like, where do they find the children to even do these things in the roles like this? You get what I'm saying? And there, I mind you, scenes have to be done over and over and over again. So don't think that this perversion is just, you know, on a small scale. Um, I will talk about too. I had a, you know, I just think that the pedophiles and, and people are just lurking in all types of that. My cousin, when I was younger, and I will never forget this, he told me that, you know, he was going to go to prom with his teacher. She was willing to quit or did quit her job just to go to prom and be with my cousin. You don't think anything's wrong with that? Like, because men are trained to think that this type of shit is glory. Let's talk about Antoine Fisher. He was getting raped by that woman all the time. And, you know, let's talk about what Tyler Perry said. Tyler Perry said, you know, they worry about the, the girls, but they don't worry about the boys. I'm worried about them all. Because a pedophile, sometimes some of them don't have preferences. I will never forget in my life. Um, I was watching this Law and Order episode when I was younger and it always stuck with me and it probably stuck with me for this reason right here because I never forgot it. And we watch TV with thinking that as a kid that things are made up. And when they were talking about, they had interviewed this one pedophile and he was like, yeah, you can stop one, you can lock me up. You know what I'm saying? But there's a whole conglomerate of them. They communicate, they have boards, they have... You know, at the time it was like chat rooms and stuff like that. And then yeah, people may think that's a joke, but I always, always knew that was for real. They would never, ever put anything out there like that that was not semi-true. If you think that this is a game, it is not. They tell you all the time what time it is. They're only going to lock a couple of them. Kevin Spacey's another sick motherfucker too. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's a lot of them. What is it that? What's his name? C.K. Wilson or Louis C.K. Somebody, whatever. I probably just, I don't know if I made it. I think it's Louis C.K. or C.K. Lewis. Something like that. All of them. We are talking about all of these people who just feel like they can rape bitches. R. Kelly is another one. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's a major one. Let's talk about Hugh Hefner. Why? Because he died. You know how many girls went there and said that documentary, whether true or not? I think the real abusers really, really didn't go up there and say much. Like the ones who really, really went through some shit? No. You know, I've had girls in, in in college where guys have, you know, taken advantage of them, thinking they were sleeping, thinking they were drunk. I I will never forget that I came in contact with someone who told me that they were on the phone. We, they called me early in the morning. It was like six o'clock in the morning when they, we were in college. And they were talking to one guy and the one guy and them, you know, were in the room. They were chilling. It was dark. And I guess, you know, in a dorm, I didn't, I didn't go to a, a four year, but in a dorm, I guess, you know, there's other rooms, of course. And, you know, they went to the dorm and did, you know, chilled or whatever. And they were laying, it was dark. And I guess she fell asleep or something like that because it was very dark in the room. So when she came in, she thought it was the guy, but it was another guy. And she was so scared because she calls me and she was like, I don't know. That was him because he, the original guy after this guy left, came back in the room. So the whole time she's thinking she's with the guy that she's talking to and 
it's another guy. And, and, and you know what? And, you know, in college, like we're drinking we're in, and things are involved. And, and you know, it, and to be honest, you know, it's just it's, it's very sad how we can easily be taken advantage of and also be easily victimized. Because later on, I saw this person and I said something about it and they made it seem like my person that I talked to knew. And I was like, bro, no. Like, we don't even get down like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? If Like, we're, no. No. Um, I had a, 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 a co-worker that I worked with, and they, and they were very open about, you know, when I worked at this hotel, there was a lot of girls who were just open about how sexually molested and raped they were. Like, open my, open-mouthed. Like, it's okay. Like, we're just supposed to deal with that shit. No, no. There are women, men, and especially, again, children who are getting touched and hurt. And we are about to bring these motherfuckers out. I'm not fucking around anymore. I I just really, really wanted to shed a lot of light. I'm sorry if tonight's episode ran a little long, but I wanted to be able to shed light on this and really get people to understand that we are living in a space and a time where we have to be vigilant. I really really hope that this podcast reaches i really want people to understand that 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 the understanding of that not just tantra and spirituality and sexuality and how it can be broken with things like this because the trust is broken with other people the trust is broken within yourself and if you think that somebody is not rooting for you and you're healing and rooting for you to for your justice i am definitely rooting for you and your help i am not here to play and if I have to start with my sister and children in other neighborhoods and move myself forward to other cases, and, and, and you know, we, we have to talk about the children because this is where it starts. This is where they're groomed. This is where it starts for fucked up adults to touch children. Y'all remember the, also another episode where the, the guy who was the piano teacher and he was teaching the one little boy, he used to molest the one boy, the boy, and he was teaching him to molest the other ones. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's a thing of we need to be vigilant, very vigilant, because the children from not just here that are walking around, but the children beyond the grave, the people beyond the grave that want justice. So if you think that the chaos is around you now, anywhere that you live, it is going to get more chaotic because people are not resting until they get justice. Do you know, I just realized people don't, maybe they do these true crime podcasts for fun, but I really realized that so many people didn't have a voice. So many people didn't have their story told. That's what makes this important to understand that I understand you and I got yours. And I may have not went through that immediate experience, but I feel you. I feel you because of my sister, because I feel that shit ever since I was a kid, not even knowingly knowing what I felt. So if you think that somebody is not here for you. We will be doing a part two of this, of glorifying and crucifying. And as you all know, I also always leave you with a Tantra tip of the day. And to be honest, it is not from any book. It is not from any website. It is just straight from me, from my heart, from, you know, my Tantra tip is to please be vigilant, be understanding, be sensitive with yourself, with your healing, with your process. Do not feel rushed. Do not feel like you are on a time limit. And do not feel like no one is here getting justice for you. Because there is a whole group of people here for you.
healing mind body and spirit and i wish you nothing but good love and good prosperity on your life i promise you that so i say to you tonight to you know again love yourself be good to yourself please do the work the shadow work for yourself for your bloodline I'll see you all next week when we do a part two when it comes to the spiritual organizations of glorifying and crucifying. And I hope to have a panel up there for you. Um, So please um, contact me if you need. Um, And, you know, again, Tantric Tutu. And again, this is Let's Talk About Sex, Tantra with Tutu.